This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, remember, too, one of the tools that these guys use over and over and over again to socially engineer us is problem, reaction, solution, right? They create a problem. Uh, Let's say, pick anything. Let's say the Great Depression. They create the problem. They provoke the reaction. Save us, save us. That's usually the reaction for everything. Save us, save us. Protect us from ourselves. And then the solution is more regulation. So Great Depression, save us, save us. Then we bring in the New Deal. Right, panic of 1907. Save us, save us. They bring in the Federal Reserve. You see how they do this? So it's always this solution that then actually ends up creating more problems. And then they have, so it's like a gremlin, folks, a gremlin. You pour water on it and it multiplies. So they create the problem, provoke the reaction, and then offer the solution. And it's usually more than one solution. And then each of the solutions creates 100 new problems. And then they can provoke those reactions and then offer more solutions. Just like look at COVID land, the high school theater production. Think of all the reactions and then think of all the solutions they offer. And then think of all the problems that those solutions create. You can't even do it. It would take you a hundred years to sit there and just dissect one thing like COVID land, the high school theater production, and try to figure out the problem, reaction, solution loops that they create with just one of these, one of these problems. But the big solution is transhumanism. The big solution is technocracy. Those are the answers. Humans are inefficient. Society is inefficient. Let us control society. Let us control humans. And that's the fourth industrial revolution, the merger of the physical, biological, and digital. We've gone over that many times in this show. All right. I am back here at the document that we started to review yesterday. I want to get a little more of this in today. I'm going to cover it tomorrow. If I have time now, I just realized I have to pick up my mother-in-law. She's flying in from Poland, folks, and she's arriving tomorrow in the afternoon. So I have to pick her up at the airport. She's coming here for three months to help out with the baby and to allow me to keep working on this show. So she's going to be taking over my job. My wife and I do about 50-50 on the cooking cleaning and stuff like that but my wife's uh, mother said hey i'll come over there and help and this way you can work on the show and i can hang out with the grandkid so that's going to be a lot of fun so i have to pick her up but if i have time i'm going to finish up birth without violence in one episode and then try to finish this document so for those of you in the audio only audience up on the screen i have retrospectives eugenics and economics in the progressive era by thomas c leonard 
And this is written in the fall of 2005 in the Journal of Economic Perspectives. Again, we started to review this in episode 90. It's a very important document. Let me pick up with the last paragraph that we reviewed. It's uh, Walker proposed that Native Americans would not compete with immigrants from the, quote, low-wage races, end quote. And he's not talking about Native Americans like the folks with headdresses that sell dream catchers on the side of a road out of a teepee and drink fire water. He's talking about Americans that were born here, people native to America, right, which he is making the claim that they are sort of the super class and they're not going to compete with immigrants coming in willing to work for low wage uh, low wages, which are you know similar to the same scam that they keep pulling today. They bring in illegal aliens who work under the table for less money for construction jobs, and they take those jobs from Americans, natives that live here, that were born here, right? Or in the case of, let's say, H-1B visas, they'll bring in Indians legally to do the job that your son, who they told to go to school for programming, went for. Your son wants 125000 a year. They'll bring in an Indian who will do it for 75000 a year. Then on top of it, I still believe this is in place. If you have someone here on an H-1B visa, you don't need to give them workman's comp, insurance, other things like that. So it costs them a lot less. So if your kid wants 125000 then they have to pay workman's comp insurance and health care and everything else on top of it. Your kid might cost them 200000 a year. Well, the $75,000 a year Indian is going to do it just for $75,000. So this is how they do it. This is what they were talking about going all the way back to this is 1899 so almost 125 years ago and as you see the problem reaction solution loop just continues they just recycle the same arguments over and over and over we went through the big immigration uh, scam under donald trump where nothing changed only 81 miles of the supposed 2000 mile wall actually got built and so it's just scam after scam after scam and they just rerun them they just rinse and repeat So it goes to say, quote, the American shrank from the industrial competition thrust upon him, end quote, Walker argued, quote, he was unwilling himself to engage with the lowest kind of day labor with these new elements of the population. He was even more unwilling to bring sons and daughters into the world to enter that competition, end quote. Walker characterized the new elements of the population, quote, peasants, end quote, from, quote, southern Italy, Hungary, Austria, and Russia, end quote as, quote, beaten men from beaten races representing the worst failures in the struggle for existence. All right, again, over here you're talking about Italy, Hungary, Austria, and Russia. Today we, well, let's say 10 years ago, 20 years, we're talking about Mexicans and Guatemalans and Ecuadorians. But we go and we destabilize these countries and then actually funnel money into NGOs like USA that we actually pay for with our tax dollars to then drive these people up into the country. We pretend to be having a crisis and to be securing the border when we're not. And we actually drive the competition right here into the country. The same is what's really going on in Russia, Ukraine, as we are destabilizing that area and then forcing these poverty-stricken Ukrainians into places like Poland and then utilizing them to destroy the culture in Poland, create resentment, create competition in Poland that was completely unnecessary. But the idea is to destabilize Poland. And so now the United States is over in Poland building an army base and trying to provoke Poland into war. And the Polish politicians are as corrupt as every other politician, and they're gladly on 
on board because they're being paid off by the wonderful United States. Goes on to say, centuries are against them, as centuries were on the side of those who formerly came to us. Walker predicted that without racial immigration restriction, quote, every foul and stagnant pool of population in Europe in which no breath of intellectual life has stirred for ages will be uh, decanted upon our shores, end quote. All right, so he's basically saying the world will send their garbage here to the United States. I've compared the United States to the world's truck stop bathroom. So again, it's no different than it was back then. It goes on to say, like Fisher... Ross, Patton, Fetter, and Farnham. Walker endorsed eugenic policies. Quote, we must strain out of the blood of the race more of the taint inherited from a bad and vicious past, end quote, Walker proposed. Quote, before we can eliminate poverty, much more pauperism from our social life. The scientific treatment, which is applied to physical diseases, must be extended to mental and moral disease, and a wholesome surgery and quartery must be enforced by the whole power of the state for the good of all, end quote. See, so again, they're not talking about closing the borders, turning away ships, and stopping immigration. They water down society by bringing in the poverty-stricken from all areas of the world, and then they say we have a problem, and then the solution to that problem is going to be eugenics, or the solution is going to be transhumanism. I explained it yesterday. They create the artificial intelligence think of that as the immigrant coming in and then they tell us that the artificial intelligence is going to outdo us undercut us they say the same thing about the immigrant then the solution is not to stop artificial intelligence the solution is not to turn the immigrant away the solution is to merge us in with the artificial intelligence well the solution here is not to turn the immigrant away it's to then do eugenics right so then eugenics is going to stop with the immigrants no it's going to continue across all what they call native americans uh, people born here just as today you don't have a free pass because you were born here if they look at you as stupid or inefficient guess what you're going to be cleansed from society as well this is how smart these guys guys are. Problem, reaction, solution. It says eugenics to one side, Walker was, for his time, a sophisticated student of population. Walker found that early 19th century population forecast for 1840 and 1850 assumed little immigration, but were nonetheless quite accurate, noting that a relatively large increase in immigration had occurred during the 1830 to 1839 and 1840 to 1849 decades. Walker concluded that the unanticipated immigration must have induced a native decline in birth rate, otherwise the forecast in assuming little immigration would have underestimated the total population. A few critics disagreed, saying that native fertility began declining well before immigration increased and that the causes lay in increased urbanization, higher living standards, and later age of marriage. Those critics were ignored. Whatever the merits of Walker's case viewed from today, it is important to note that even sophisticated students of population embraced race suicide theory and eugenic solutions 
to it. See, so they're always moving towards this idea of eugenics, right? It's like, this is what they want to do. They ignore all these other facts and they want to move into eugenics. So if you have people criticizing, let's say artificial intelligence and putting the facts out there that we're replacing workers, these guys come up with a thousand other solutions uh, and reasons as to why workers are being erased. And then they tell you the solution is just to merge with the machine just to go for transhumanism when we reach this point of singularity the merger of man and machine everything will be fine so you can see back then in the early stages of eugenics they were creating this problem and then real uh reasons for the problems being created uh, one of which is going to be the rise in machines coming out of the industrial era. They don't want to look to that as the problem because they're trying to offer the solution of eugenics, of weeding the dregs of society out of the gene pool and then of breeding the people that they believe are going to be the most efficient workers, folks. It has nothing to do with increasing your personal traits are making you a better person it's making you a better person for the state a better worker it's breeding the strongest male slave with the strongest female slave to create a baby slave that's going to grow up to be strong who can pick more cotton per hour and this went across all colors all races all creeds all religions that's what these guys were doing they wanted to play god to create a super race that would actually be able to be a strong human engine as the technocrats put it folks you see how it's all coming together i mean these are very sick people but remember what i said at the beginning of the show what makes them dangerous is if they actually believe they're good and they're doing good for society that makes them very dangerous a hundred times more dangerous than if they actually know that they are evil all right i'll be right back folks this is dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. Welcome back. To the dust and gold standard, you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Folks, drop us that five-star review and that comment over at Apple Podcasts, please. That's the least you can do. I beg you. I beg of you, folks. All right, let's continue with this. It says race suicide theories were popular abroad as well. In England, for example, Fabian socialist Sidney Webb devised the novel term, quote, adverse selection, end quote, to describe what he saw as English race suicide. Quote, 25% of our parents, as Professor Carl Pearson keeps warning us, is producing 50% of the next generation. This can hardly result in anything but national deterioration or as an alternative in this country gradually falling to the Irish 
and the Jews, end quote. In the latter half of the progressive era, race suicide and proposed eugenic solutions had enough currency to appear in leading textbooks. In his elementary principles, Irving Fisher, and this is from 1907, declared that, quote, if the vitality or vital capital is impaired by a breeding of the worst and a cessation of the breeding of the best, no greater calamity could be imagined, end quote. Fortunately, said Fisher, eugenics offered a means, quote, by isolation in public institutions, and in some cases by surgical operation, end quote, to prevent the calamity of, quote, inheritable taint, end quote. Similarly, Frank Fetter, this is 1918, lamented in his economic principles, quote, democracy and opportunity are increasing the mediocre and reducing the excellent strains of stock. Progress is threatened unless social institutions can be so adjusted as to reverse this process of multiplying the poorest and of extinguishing the most capable families, end quote. Eugenic policies would introduce, Fetter argued, quote, an element of rational direction into the process of perpetuating the race, end quote. Folks, these were leading scholars and stuff out there actually saying this. Now, remember, a lot of the policies they embraced created a number of these problems. And then their solutions are genocide, sterilization, forced breeding of what they call this uh, great stock, folks. See, they look at people as animals, right? They look at people as machines. They look at people as engines. This is what they think of humans. So these folks want to really get into this Frankenstein technology, which has led us up to today, this transhumanism, to try to engineer perfection. So you have to create a problem, which is to flood one culture with all these different cultures, and then force this multiculturalist idea Right, but people don't blend together. And then you can start to turn the people that were the so-called natives against the new people coming. But instead of saying, let's turn the ships away, let's close our borders, they introduce these ideas of eugenics. Like, let's start killing people, right? And the whole idea is not to secure your place in this society. It's to turn you into a better, stronger worker for the state. These are the progressives. I mean, if your friends on the left actually knew this, actually knew this history, and I'm sure many of you do, uh, either you're here because you want to learn about it or you're here because you know a little bit about it or you're here because you want to poke holes in what I'm talking about, whatever it may be. Uh, if your friends on the left who identify as progressive knew this, this is what they look at as people on the right, as conservatives are actually doing. Now, you can have arguments back and forth about illegal immigration and legal immigration and securing the border and deporting people that are here illegally and slowing down or ending legal immigration. We can have all those discussions. Those are real discussions. Any sovereign country has the right to have those kind of discussions. You know, I, am I going to be upset if, if Poland turned around and said, 
Dustin isn't allowed in. We're not allowing Americans in. I mean, I might be upset about it, but at the end of the day, I would respect Poland's sovereignty. I would respect their decision. I don't believe we live in a global society. I mean, I know we live under a global government, but it is their decision. So those discussions could be had. That's not what they're talking about here. They're using those problems to then advance the argument about genocide and sterilization and forced breeding right i mean it's insanity folks but i you can see it and again this is growing in this country at the same time the technocracy is rising at the same time that the uh, federalized central banks are rising it's all happening at the same time this section is called the eugenic effects of minimum wage laws and this gets really interesting folks it says during the second half of the progressive era beginning roughly in 1908 progressive economists and the reform allies achieved many statutory victories including state laws that regulated working conditions okay just re- you have to pay attention to this okay so the progressive economists that are pushing for eugenics at the same time and let me just read this again during the second half of the progressive era beginning roughly in 1908 progressive economists and their reform allies achieved many statutory victories including state laws that regulated working conditions banned child labor instituted mother's pensions capped working hours and the sin qua non fixed minimum wages okay so all these things happen now again i'm not saying they're right i'm not saying they're wrong i'm just presenting the facts to you presenting the facts okay just like what i talked about in the beginning of the country only white land-owning men voted and i showed you that if you want to restore the republic you have to be willing to tell your wife and your black neighbor and the native american guy who sells dream catchers down the street that they are not allowed to vote okay that's what you'd have to do if you want to restore the republic so all these things have changed so number one you don't live in the same country as george washington all right number two the progressives are pushing all this stuff so the progressives put into place minimum wage laws that's a big one banned child labor instituted mother's pensions all right capped working hours well what did all those policies do they work against what these guys claim they want so they say the native americans the people born here are being pushed out of the labor pool because the immigrants are coming in and undercutting them so then they go put all these policies in place that force the further undercutting of the very people they claim to be wanting to protect right this middle class worker well they're not protecting them if they are putting uh regulated working conditions and capping working hours and putting minimum wages into place because now what they're doing as they have open borders they are bringing in cheaper labor essentially slaves de facto slaves because if the government does not enforce uh, the laws against having someone here illegally working uh, same as we see today then someone is going to use them because they are cheaper so they're creating the problem 
Very simple to see this. You know, if you take Bernie Sanders calling for, let's say, a $50 an hour minimum wage, and you institute that, but then you have 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million illegal aliens here willing to work for $25 an hour under the table, well, the person who makes the $50 an hour minimum wage is now eliminated from the work pool, and he goes on the welfare rolls, soon to be universal basic income. You see how this works? Very calculated. These people are brilliant. It says, in using eugenics to justify exclusionary immigration legislation, the race suicide theories offered a model to economists advocating labor reforms, notably those affiliated with the American Association for Labor Legislation, the organization of academic economists that Orloff and Skokpol, this is in 1984, call the, quote, leading association of U.S. social reform advocates in the progressive era, end quote. It says progressive economists, like their neoclassical critics, believe that binding minimum wages would cause job losses. However, the progressive economists also believed that the job loss induced by minimum wages was a social benefit as it performed the eugenic service ridding the labor force of the, quote, unemployable, end quote. All right, so do you understand that? If the minimum wage is, uh, let's say you're paying the guy who washes dishes at your restaurant $3 an hour. It's any given time. It doesn't matter. And they make the minimum wage $5 an hour. What they're saying is that guy isn't worth $5 an hour, so now he's going to be fired. So it's pushing what they call the unemployable out of the workforce. Well, he's unemployable because he's not worth the money that you, the government, is telling the business owner that person is worth. See, all this stuff is a very nuanced conversation because you don't want to see people treated as slaves, but you also can't play into the social engineering that the progressive economists back then were pushing. Let's continue. It says, Sidney and Patrice Webb, and this is 1897, put it plainly, quote, with regard to certain sections of the population, the, quote, unemployable, end quote, this unemployment is not a mark of social disease, but actually of social health, end quote. Quote, of all ways of dealing with these unfortunate parasites, end quote, Sidney Webb in 1912, opined in the Journal of Political Economy, quote, the most ruinous to the community is to allow them to unrestrainedly compete as wage earners, end quote. A minimum wage was seen to operate eugenically through two channels by deterring prospective immigrants Uh, And also, by removing from employment the, quote, unemployable, end quote, who thus identified could be, for example, segregated in rural communities or sterilized. Do you see what these guys are doing? So they claim that they're putting a minimum wage into place in order to then get the business owners to throw someone out of their job because they don't want to pay them that minimum wage. And now if they're unemployed, they can couple unemployment with other laws that then allows them to take someone who's unemployed, who they deem to be unfit, to live, to be forced to live in a segregated rural community. 
over in Poland, I saw the Jewish ghettos. This is where they drove the Jews, the Nazis did, into ghettos, and they had to stay inside the ghetto until they were moved out to concentration camps and killed or worked to death, right? So it's the same thing the progressives were doing back here, the progressive economists. So they want to force people out of their jobs by enforcing a minimum wage law that the business owner doesn't want to pay to that person. And then once they're unemployed, they want to segregate them into these rural communities or sterilize them. All right. That means stop them from having children by chemical means. You see how evil these people are, but how calculated they are. And this is all to do what? Why do they have these policies? So that they can sit there and do genocide and turn the good workers into slaves and be able to control everything, folks. Follow the control. Follow the power. And then in the 99%, you can follow the money and you'll see how all this stuff gets implemented. Because you need people, bureaucrats, business owners to go along with this. So you financially incentivize them. You play to their greed or you play to their needs. And then they will go along with this stuff just like the climate hustle. But you can see how sick these people are, folks, creating policies for the purpose of moving people towards the solution, which happens to be the final solution, uh, which is to basically kill people, genocide people. This was happening right here in the United States with leading economists, leading scientists, leading engineers, leading scholars, leading philosophers, right here in the United States of America. Know your history and you will know your future ladies and gentlemen remember start to think about this the real solutions one educate two insulate three separate four congregate and five accelerate it's time to put your foot on the gas i'll see you guys tomorrow my name is dustin gold you are listening to the dustin gold standard and this is pain.tv slash gold the matrix is a computer generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold.